0: Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finnecaro. And...
1: Cuba Necking
0: Jr. That is the one Gunnar Kennedy. Gunnar, I feel like that he's was from the last one. Yeah. You know
1: Was it? Was it? Was it? Oh, shit. Mm. All right, We need a minority, minority
0: report on this bitch.
1: How, how about Samuel L. Snakeskin?
0: Okay, I like it. Samuel L. Snakeskin? I like that. That's good. So uh, those of you listening, um, you may have, may notice, hopefully notice a better uh, quality here on the, uh, the podcast from the last episode. So last episode, we announced we were using Facebook Messenger, um, which did sound a little bit more like a phone compared to Google Meetings, but Google Meetings was uh, kind of had being a shit with bandwidth and with uh speeds we were getting some weird artifacts
1: ironically um, ironically google uh, google chat was hosted on Cloudflare.
0: was it no but that'd be okay. funny <laughs> so we are now using discord and we're giving this a shot so uh hopefully the quality comes out well there's no kind of weirdness going on and uh it all uh it's all good we'll just we'll just continue with discord and if not we'll just uh on the next platform we're eventually we'll just, going to run out we'll keep r- playing Russian roulette
1: well maybe, maybe we can go to TikTok cause they're gonna add 10,000 jobs here to make sure that they don't get banned
0: no fuck TikTok
2: yeah. <laughs> it would be like a 13 second episode
1: yes it would be perfect
2: <laughs> might as well switch to Vine
0: oh man Vines, fine. I miss Vines um <clears throat> speaking of missing uh I was contemplating earlier this week several kind of uh deep thought um existential dread type of kind of like scenarios and situations and uh I wondered kind of like when the whole covid thing is behind us which I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know when it's going to be there. You know, they're making some. I've heard they're making some strides on a uh, on a vaccination, Um, but no one still knows. There's no timeline essentially, and um, it's not going so great in certain states. But the the thing I wonder is just like there's been so much divide, mainly because of social media. There are other factors, political factors. I don't feel like getting into, but it's been very. It's it's a it's a more polarized time, uh, I think that I've ever been alive. Like it's been, everyone's got a side, and it's very few that can actually. I don't know, not pick sides, or I've yet to find somebody that's that's, it's just it's difficult, right? Everyone's got their opinion, and I, and it is what it is. But I'm wondering, we've all been kind of underground or or huddled in our homes for the better part of six months. There's a part of me that's not looking forward to going back to like society. There is absolutely a part of me that is kind of like you know what? I've uh, figured it out and uh, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit anxious as to how strange it's going to be when we go out into the world because I feel like everyone has gotten very comfortable with voicing their opinion in however manner they want to. I absolutely am guilty of that as well. And uh, I just wonder, like, what ramifications that's going to have on socializing between people.
1: I mean, I mean, what is it? They say that what's the minimum number? I, I think we're actually at the threshold where the minimum number of it's, you know, like repeated days or months. Like a behavior becomes like a new normal pattern or whatever it's it's why, it's why it was why kind of like there was such a rush to get everybody back into the the, the mix of things because it's not it's not healthy for a, a top down control society to let, have people have people too much time let people have too much time inside their own heads because you know you have the partisanship and stuff like that you talked about but it's also like there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of communally agreed upon bullshit that starts disintegrating if if you don't if you're not forced to be up to your neck in it you know um it's yeah and and the thing is, is that like you can say that it was the 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 sequestration here or whatever the 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 lockdown, but we've really kind of been. This goes back. This goes back to when Obama got first elected, right? I mean, that was really kind of the first point where like you could just when, when basically you're going up to somebody and screaming that you weren't born in this country <laughs> and there's no, there's no fucking consequences for it. You know, like you're going up to it. You're like, just because you don't, just because you don't like them, like not even like an evidence well, thing. You're just going to, you're trying to invent it. But I
2: mean, I, is what you're saying because I think, I think what, what Wade's saying is twofold. The first one is, is that when we're all on lockdown, we have to live a digital life, and in our digital mm-hmm. life, we may do or say things oh, that yeah. wouldn't we wouldn't normally say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about uh, the Obama administration, and of course you're bringing it back, you know where Donald Trump himself said, "I want to see the birth certificate." Um, I assume that's the reference that you're making.
1: Well actually I was just talking about Congress. I mean like that is this isn't even this isn't even dealing with Don. I mean, you know, he's got his own thing. But that was that was just like that that got normalized. And well, but I,
2: I I know what you're saying and I don't disagree. Um, but I I feel like those types of things are normal for for certain people. That it's just normal.
1: Oh yeah, um, no, it,
2: it's normal to question to question somebody's, um, honesty and how many lies they've told, um, especially a politician. And I know like you're right during that era, it was like, uh, who is the, um, the Arizona sheriff, um,
1: uh, Ar- Ar- Arpaio, uh, Joseph Arpeo, I believe. And Wade. yeah, he, he, are you looking up?
2: Um, he, the, the one that essentially created the, uh, like if you look if you look like you're illegal, then you can be asked for your identification. Yeah, yep. Joseph Joe
0: R. Perro, You're correct. Yes, that's yep. Joe Arpaio.
2: Yeah. So former, I guess
0: former Maricopa County Maricopa County Sheriff.
2: I guess I guess you're right. I mean, I remember that event, but. I don't know if it's as unprecedented as what Wade's describing because I feel like throughout history we've always kind of flip-flopped culturally whether or not we want to welcome people versus whether we want to kick them out as a nation. What I think what I think Wade's getting at is that how long do we stay in isolation before these like social normals become
0: actual normals. So and, and that's kind of what I'm hitting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not typically an anxious person by any means, maybe about certain things. Um, but I'm anxious about socializing again a little bit. Like I've done a little bit of socializing, Um but you know, I really only know Tizer and Courtney out here. I don't really know anybody else. You know what I mean? So we've been over there a couple of times, but no big crowds or anything like that. You know what I mean? Just four of us, or maybe there's a couple more people who come by. But I uh I gotta admit, like I'm usually I have I feel like I'm uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like I because I've spent so much time just working and staying inside. Right. Yep. And, uh, I communicate with people on Xbox, which thank God for that, because if I didn't have that, I think I'd feel significantly more uncomfortable. But I just I find myself going outside now. When I do go outside, I'm a significantly less patient person with other people. And I've if if this goes on further, is it gonna get worse? You know what I mean? Like am I it's just weird because I I see kind of behaviors in myself where i'm just kind of like yeah i'm i'm a, i've always been a bit irritable i guess but not nearly as quick to kind of burn you know what i mean
1: so i got i got to ask one thing too which is that you have the general sense of stress
0: which yeah i mean it's everybody's been fucking kinda, everybody's, and, well, work has every, been nuts every, i think anybody yeah is stressed, I mean, like right?
1: that's 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 honestly probably that's honestly one of the things that probably derailed uh that personal relationship there. But um the other thing is is that like <clears throat> oh I wish I could remember what the name of the fucking movie was. <coughs> um it it was about this like um Italian factory worker and he, like, you know, he always had these big ideas. And I guess, I guess the thing is, is, you know, like, basically everyone in the town kind of turned on him because he did this one nice thing for this lady. And, you know, like, the thing is, is he was always a guy who talked about how he was going to do this, this thing or that. And it's his adopted son kind of telling his story. And, like, he just has this, there's this, there's this moment where he's like, he never realized he up until this moment, he'd never realized that all of he, he that all of his friends were actually his jailers. And I think one of the very uncomfortable things that's gonna come out of this situation is that because people have had to have a forced break of social relationships, that they're you know, like there's gonna be some moments of clarity because, you know, like you say, like people, you know, you talk about how your, your, your tolerance for bullshit has just decreased exponentially.
0: Yeah. I I, significantly more than, you know, a year ago.
1: And there's just like, there's, there's, there's going to be a lot of that, like Scooby-Doo ripping off the mask from the old carnival owner kind of moments where it's just like, this is, this is really an unhealthy relationship I've been in. You know, like you just like all that, like the it's kind of it's kind of the psychological equivalent of. You, you have a you have a chronic injury that n- won't heal, but you're like laid up for something else. And then like when you get back up, it's like, oh, I didn't realize that this was so fucked up to begin with. Like, I don't know how to do this right, but like there was something definitely not. You know, like, th- like things. Yeah, can't, that's. Things can't go back to the way they were.
0: And that's like what I'm wondering. Like, because I've essentially been in exile and you de- you you know, I've survived is, it. De- Detox like, <laughs> label. I I've the Pandora's box has been open. It's like you don't have yeah. to fucking go interact with anyone out in out in society. You can just fucking go to work, talk to only who you want to talk to. But <laughs> I think it's a scary yeah. feeling, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's sure. scary because it, I don't know how healthy that is. To not have to socialize.
2: So there's two more things. You know, the first one is, at least from what I'm hearing, the first one is, you know, as a result of our social behavior through weird mediums, does it change? Does it change short-term, forever? Um, But there's some other side effects. One of them, which I think you're also hinting towards is, is it okay to not, we've almost been encouraged to, they say, you know, socially distance, but you're really distancing people socially and it's a completely different concept, but it's a cause and effect problem where you're not going to stand closer to them. You're not going to shake their hand. You're not going to give them a hug you're not even going to be face to face with them you don't even know if they're smiling and so as this unintended consequence of socially distancing we've grown more accustomed to being okay being rude to each other and that to me i think is another consequence of this that that's something that i'm more concerned about cuz
0: like just just plain decency essentially
2: yeah, because when it comes to the social behavior, we've been living with that at least for a while. It's not new to the virus. It's just bigger because of the virus. So, you know, um, and we'll have him on the podcast at some point, but a very good friend of mine um, and an old uh, uh, high school classmate of mine, um, Kurt Collis and I, we often butt heads online. And we're also two people that have a very hard time not speaking our mind. When something comes up that's on our mind or something comes up that's been bothering us. And as a result of that, sometimes there's some unintended hostility towards each other. And what's great about a good friend is they just call. <laughs> and, yep. you know, something, some words got exchanged and my phone rang. And he said, Do you want to come over for a beer? And I'm like, Hell yeah. <laughs> And I came over for a beer. And what's interesting is that the hostility wasn't there. Now, him him and I are pretty mature with each other, but that hostility is real. And the hostility towards people that you like is real. And some people, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. But with a lot of people, I feel like that, you know, not having that personal connection actually makes you grow more bitter. And fortunately I have some good friends that make sure to go out of their way to do that. But I do worry that if we're conditioned to no longer be nice to people face to face, not necessarily being mean, right? Nobody's telling us to be mean, but there's a, you come home with a different feeling when somebody goes out of their way to be nice and who's going to, Offer to take your cart back at the grocery store when everything that we touch is supposed to be disinfected and we're not supposed to be closer than six feet. Who's going to help you pick out something on the shelf when you're supposed to keep six feet from each other? And it's even like in customer service, how do you even know if the person that's doing the service is actually enjoying their job or if they're being nice to you, if they're being mean to you, because sometimes all it takes is a smile for you to be able to read their mood. And maybe it doesn't matter, right? Maybe it doesn't matter if the cashier is happy or the cashier is sad, maybe just not knowing it's not my business. And, but what I feel is I feel like there's people that never, ever wanted to socially interact when they were out and the social norms forced them to. And I do agree that I don't know what it's going to be like once the mask comes off. Are we going to keep pretending like the old culture or are we going to adopt some new form of that culture where most people are still going to keep six feet away? Most people still aren't going to smile because they haven't been used to smiling in over a year. You know, what's it, what's that going to look like? So I, I think that that's kind of like, number you know like like the second the second aspect of going back to normal I agree I I don't know um there's a um there's a there's a divide too right now because it's like half of our country doesn't really think that this is a big deal so I wonder if that half is just the culture won't change because they're they're not changing their lifestyle but then there's the third element and this is i think the craziest and this is why i think this is like a perfect storm of of just bad um And the third is is it's it's the the stacking of these issues we're at a point where we're okay telling each other off in social media We're okay being a little bit rude out in public, but at the same token, um, or during the same time, we're in the middle of a very, very uh, divided uh, presidential uh, race. We are in the middle of some pretty big struggles between equality, and there's a lot of name calling when I when you add all of those up, it, I grow really concerned that when Wade talks about you know whether or not he's going to feel, um, is going to feel when he's when he's out and when he's talking to people, and if the, if there's going to be anxiety, it's like, well, hell, if if you're not wearing, if you're not flying the flag of the side of the person that you bump into, what happens, right? Right you almost need to wear a t-shirt that says I don't follow politics <laughs> just to, to try to stay out of this, this tug of war, this, uh, toxic back and forth where people can't have a intelligent conversation anymore.
0: Well, it's just like, there's nothing. I think also we saw su- like where you're suffering from, there's just nothing else to talk about. You know what I mean? Like everyone's life is on pause like very few new things and if they are new things they're typically fucking terrible they're typically not great you know what i mean like
1: well you know it's it's, it's 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 where this is kind of unique where we've never had this confluence of circumstances and basically been all almost instantaneously connected you know like because this isn't the first time that we we as like kind of a a a, 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 a social entity have had these kind of like all all of this shit going on at the same time which is that like there's a political divide there's an economic issue mm-hmm. there's longstanding ethnic and class issues and like a fucking you know you talk about that like even during the freaking 1918 flu pandemic there were people who were calling people who wore mask freaking pussies like there was right. a violent anti mask movement back mm-hmm. then yeah it's it's just that like it was kind of isolated to your immediate community you know like like you'd have like the paper and something like that but we weren't like fucking you know it's it's that again we didn't have a cybernetic prosthetic well, in fairness. reptile brain <laughs> one th- one thing from- I would
0: say is is always going to be the same is even in 1918 or whatever. Yeah, maybe there's people calling people that wear masks like pussies, but I don't think that.
1: No, I mean like there was there was like there was the same level of like violence and direct confrontation.
0: That's 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 surprising to me because usually I mean I guess and maybe we're we're softer than they were back in the 20s, so it's not going to be quite like that. You know what I mean? Like I think it's very easy to get confrontational over the internet. However, when you're face to face with someone, right. I don't know. It's just and and Trace, like I wanted to add to a point, like it's it's not even the rude thing, like but in context, like indifference can be worse than almost almost worse than being rude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, like this, like bless, it, bless it doesn't really matter. My camera refuses to social socially distance right now.
1: <laughs> bless bless your heart, Wade.
0: Right, it's just. You know what i mean like if someone's a different indifference can can be just as nasty you know what i mean like not it can be just as nasty and it's like that's like those are your options in confrontations because you can't actually go and meet somebody out and talk about it right like it's like you're behind a keyboard and you can either just completely blast them or you can just be like i'm just unfollowing this person because i really don't give a fuck about them and frankly that's like worse you know what i mean like because it's like I no longer care, and I can put a mute button on somebody. Where I guess in you know the eighteen twelve or the nineteen twelve excuse nineteen eighteen, Jesus Christ, you can't you can't do that. You know what I mean? Like you're either going to have the mm-hmm. confrontation, or have a fight, or some sort of resolution will be made. The resolution a, um, could be somebody bleeding in a fucking alleyway, but at least there's a resolution made.
2: There's an interesting analogy because um, sometimes sometimes being indifferent is a problem. Sometimes actually caring is a problem. And um, sure, well, there's yeah. a there's an analogy um, that uh, I don't know who came up with it, but Google used to use it a lot, and it was called bike shedding. And the concept was if you were to build a nuclear power plant, nobody, a lot of the people that are coming to the weekly meetings about building this power plant don't really know enough about the engineering of it to be able to chime in. But the moment that you talk about what color the bike shed is going to be, everyone decides to get involved care and share their opinion and the idea is that you're spending a majority of your time arguing over things that fundamentally don't matter and right. that doesn't mean that us caring doesn't matter but it does make me wonder how much the arguing matters so you know for example if somebody doesn't if somebody feels like they should not wear a mask and i decide to how i feel might not even matter right because a lot of us do it out of compliance
0: i right? think the com- compliance and just like for a lot of us it's not everything might be as a battle or it's just you know what i mean right. it's just it's not too much of an inconvenience right right From right because even
2: even if i believe that i shouldn't wear one i'm I, I, know that, I know that it's a small gesture to make those around me think that I'm complying as well. And it allows them to focus on what they're doing instead of on me. But let's say somebody doesn't have one. How does that become part of my day? Do I come home and do I tell my family about it? You wouldn't believe it, but you know, there was a guy and he wasn't wearing one. Oh, and you should have seen what happened. They had to call the police to get him out of there. And then what happens is people start to discuss their opinion on it. And it's, oh, well, I feel I feel that anyone that doesn't wear one is stupid. And what ends up happening is a lot of thoughts and emotions are shared. But at the end of the day, he either was in trouble or he was not in trouble. And it really doesn't impact you, Really? whether or not any of that happened. So in that case, complacence is a fantastic power because I'm just going to walk by that person. I'm going to treat them like a human and I'm going to be complacent to the fact that they're complacent about a mask. And because at the end of the day, it doesn't really change, that one person doesn't really change anything and me getting upset about it doesn't really change anything. So I think that sometimes we almost get worked up about things just because we were thinking about them, not because they matter. And I think a lot of that's happening right now. And, and I I mean, I find myself getting drawn into it. It's hard to not be drawn into it and I'll see a discussion and I feel like I should chime in. And, uh, at the end of the day, it, it, You know, I mean, we're on a podcast, right? So people are listening to this. So what we say might be heard and it might be repeated. So we try our hardest to spend time on things that are either important to us or we feel are important to our listeners. But that's not the way that it works when you're commenting on somebody's post. (laughs) It's much more, um, it's much more isolated. It's not going to be played over and over for years to come. It's not going to be shared. Um, publicly and uh it's not necessarily going to carry the value or even any value um that goes into the effort that it took to actually share your opinion to actually try to talk to that other person And the other thing is is it's almost it's almost like you're you're preaching to the choir right because the people that we tend to argue with about these things they're not going to change their mind I feel like there's a there's a there's a large there's a large portion of people that 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 want to discuss something with somebody who doesn't want to discuss it and yes the the, the listeners can't see your camera because we don't do a video stream yet but <laughs> it is face fucking you right now
0: i don't understand you would have to take a look at it I wasn't doing this last <laughs> time <laughs> it
2: almost looks like it's planned like you're on some reality show and they're zooming in <laughs> on you because you're going deep in thought <laughs>
0: yeah yeah oh jesus i think it's a good time to transition
2: (laughs) well so so one thing about distancing and this i don't really i don't really want to point any fingers but there's different cultures different places that you go um let me make sure i'm transitioning into the right topic no i'm not (laughs) no i'm not um I was going to get into the camp stuff. Yeah, but, I thought uh, that's what
0: we were going into. I, I,
2: somehow we had parents written down as our second topic.
0: Nah, let's just go into the camp stuff. Just get into the camp stuff. All right. Yeah, just jump into it.
1: <laughs> Screw parents. I mean, we can. What, we what, can... What's your bu- what's your bug out plan? What's your what's your bug out plan for you know, getting away from immediate anxiety and also possible, you know, collapse of the major metroplex of Canastota or like I d- insert. <laughs> Rhode Island city you are currently located in
0: I don't necessarily have a bug out plan what I would like like in a utopia would be to get like all of like the the SOS originals and like even extended and just go into a campground somewhere in the Adirondacks with some water nearby with like an agreement of like we're not going to fucking talk about whatever we were talking about then we're literally just going to catch up See how everyone's doing. I mean, and just talk about uh, like movies. Talk about fucking video games. Talk about technology. Talk about something that is not super it's, super it's, polarized and like politically it's a, charged.
1: It's not the Adirondacks, but I mean, I have nine acres with a
0: pond right now. Is the pond and, filled with like goose shit?
1: No, there's no gooses in it. It's actually fil- it's filled with dirt at the moment. It needs to be dug. But I mean, like there is a spot. There is the spot already like done for the pond. It needs to get Pent Night put in, but. Fair i'm enough. building i'm building my artist commune high in the hills of morrisville
2: so uh, when it comes to the distancing stuff and you can get back into your commune in morrisville <laughs> i don't mean to to waffle stop that
0: kind of like camp life just yeah. like extended camp life
2: it's just gunner's house
0: it is no it's
1: it's actually it's actually the place down the road from gunner's it's actually house.
2: across the street yeah blah blah
1: wow just <laughs> where, where, where is wow <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. I got a big
0: camp.
2: Uh, No, no, it's it's barely, it barely just, it's barely justified as a camp. It's so, I don't know how, I don't know how common this is. I've been to a couple of different campgrounds. They all do things differently, but um, one thing that, that I've noticed is most of the campers there, um, they really don't take this whole thing seriously. They Wait, don't who? take they don't take this virus seriously.
0: Like people at the campground?
2: Yeah. You didn't expect me to say that, did you?
0: No, I, I kind of expected it.
2: Yeah, they're um it's I predo- feel like they're predominantly I, I, the same type of person that 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 believes that a lot of this is being blown out of proportion.
0: I I, I, I but I feel like because this is Jenny's folks' camp, right? Like yeah. This is like their old camp. It's the same yeah. one that we that I've been to. Yes. When we were at much younger age. Yes. <laughs> Another time. More drinks needed, maybe, to, to talk about that. <laughs> on, on <the> air. <laughs> but I kind of feel like Jenny's a bit of an outlier with like that populace. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, you could say the same for me now because we've 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 taken the camp over now, so we're campers now, and we go there on the weekend, and sure. we hang out there, um, which means we're part of the culture there, and it is its own unique culture. Um, for those who don't go to campgrounds regularly, it's it reminds me of a trailer park, um, because there's lot of small homes and everyone knows everyone not poor right because campgrounds aren't necessarily or uh, uh trailer parks aren't necessarily poor they're just an odd version of condensed right it's not well, like the, living in apartments because everyone. There's nobody living
0: there regularly right like nobody lives there full-time is that correct
2: um there's very few that do i believe there's two that live there year-round Okay. Um, they do need to have special considerations because it's not an easy place to get to in the winter. Um, right. But for the most part, it's seasonal. Um, and people go up during the summer, um, months you're allowed to go up there during the winter. Um, but you aren't allowed to like turn your water on and stuff because of the, uh, because of the, the, all the water has to be shut off to prevent Uh, the lines from freezing and
0: stuff, freezing and bursting.
2: Yeah. But, in, in, you know, in my intention isn't to, to throw the campground under the bus. It's really a cultural thing. So you have this, this man that runs the campgrounds, and he's, I believe he's 84 this year. And he's all but single-handedly running the campgrounds. His wife does a lot of work there, too. Um, She runs a general store in the center of the campgrounds, and he does really most of the work around the campgrounds. And by work, I mean, if a water line breaks, he repairs it. If there's a problem with a well, he has to either contract somebody or fix it. He has to chlorinate the water up there. There's, I think, something between five and 10 wells on property. There's well over 100 campsites. Let's say there's 150. That might be a little bit high. And each of those campers use well water. So he has wells drilled throughout the campsite. And he has to chlorinate it by law in order for it to be plumbed into their trailers. Right. So he has to maintain the chlorination stations. There's outhouses there. Um, And... You know, he's the electrical, he has predominantly run all himself. So he's kind of like the groundskeeper, but he's also kind of like, like the sheriff and the mayor there too, because it's just, it's, it's predominantly just him that's been making decisions. So there's weird things that occur like, um, like golf carts are popular. I don't know if it's, I assume it's like this everywhere, every campgrounds, but Everyone, nobody walks. It's just golf cart all over the place. And they just golf cart for no reason. Like they don't, I don't know if it's the whole thing, just being inside a vehicle, but they just drive around. They just look at everything. and They pull up, they drive slow by your property and then they go, they usually wave and then they keep going. Um, But in order to operate a golf cart you have to have a valid new york state drive a valid driver's license really yeah and this is a policy that he created simply because so many campers were complaining about kids going for joy rides on their golf carts speeding um you know driving recklessly or driving. Um, really odd hours of the night and waking people up because he doesn't have the electrical grid there to support electric golf carts. So they're, they all are souped up big muffler off-road like large tire things.
1: Weren't <laughs> there like a couple hot rod ones too? Like people swap the bodies on and stuff like that. Or they, there's a lot
2: of, yeah, there's a lot of custom. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, modding a classic car, except it's a golf cart. Right. So you got, you know, you got like the, the Chrome rims and the, um, the lift kits. I mean, it is just an everyday word up there to say, I put a lift kit on my golf cart. I'm not kidding. It's just normal. Okay. So, um, it, because, because of the way that the, uh, the campgrounds, the campgrounds were a little bit late to reopen. After the lockdown, um, when he did reopen, he had to do it under, uh, certain, uh, stipulations, of course. And, uh, I, I, not judging, but I was curious and I'm like, my, my wife had made it up there a few days before me. And I texted her and I'm like, are they wearing a mask at the general store? And she replied, I have seen nobody wearing a mask period now they do some things like when they have their larger gatherings and they do have some gatherings there like they do bingo on on certain nights and stuff like that they do space the chairs out so they do some distancing measures uh you know it's this this odd culture where you have this 84 year old man ox right just living life completely normally in what you would think to be a higher exposure than normal in living in the country, right? In the country, you might see a friend or two throughout the course of the week. You don't necessarily see people like 100 plus campsites, each campsite usually having two plus people. So you're talking anywhere between 250 and 500 people on a weekend. And those people are traveling to go there, right? Some people travel for for hours to make it to
0: their campsite. Well, so for this person, if you know or maybe don't know,
2: some are seasonal. Yeah. So those people, I guess, would be more landlocked during the summer. They wouldn't necessarily be, um, but yeah, there's like there's people that actually live there all summer long, like snowbirds, I guess you could say. Yeah,
0: sure. They live their their rest of the year down in Florida.
2: Something. Yeah. Yeah. So there's people that do travel out of state to uh, to camp there. Um, so they would probably be traveling the largest distance. But on a regular basis, I to be honest, I don't know. And I don't know the people there. Maybe I should. Maybe I should learn them. Maybe I should get to know them. I'm not opposed to it. But I also don't necessarily want hundreds more names inside my head that I have to memorize um, and say hi to for the rest of my life, I guess, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a weird culture. And, um, but it's, I brought a friend, I brought, you know, um, Mike Walker came up, um, with his family this weekend to our camp and he's sitting there and he's watching people. And he's like, I don't know how comfortable I feel being here and i thought it was such a good perspective because it's right smack dab down the middle between everyone wear a mask six feet apart shields you know plexiglass between me and the person that's taking my money and then you know and then on the polar opposite nobody wears one nobody stands six feet apart Nobody really practices the distancing at all, and it's like staring—you're kind of staring the virus right in the face and saying, "Fuck!" Like, which
1: which side am I on? I mean, yeah. It, the problem is, is that we've we've kind of we've gotten to a point where we're framing it as a side question, like. You know, maybe this is me being a huckster, like, or maybe this is me being a freaking wuss. My employer opened back up. There's a lot of bitter blood right now because there's a lot of places in the state that do the same thing that are still locked down. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you can actually assign a value, like a value to this, because, like, I they have a conflict of interest, maybe? Because, you know, I get paid by them. I don't think we can keep things shut down forever. Like, this is... You know, like, we're we're past the point where... We're past the point where we're going to be able to deal with this like... every other place did. That's not to say, like, you know, just fucking let the hogs loose or something like that. It's just that... We can't Yeah, it's use, the
0: the jar's we, open. We can't right?
1: use the We can't use the same solutions. It's an endem- sure. it's not a pandemic, it's an endemic. And you know, it's it's like It's like that sense of dread like you spent a whole bunch of money on a really like you bought a lemon car and now you're fu- now you're fucked because you can't turn it, you can't You can't get your money back. We're in it, like you know this is just there there is just there is bad circumstances, and the problem is is that we're still we're we're still kind of in that like it's a team thing like either you're fucking it's the end of the world or it's nothing, and it's like there has to there has to be an adult compromise in there somewhere if we're gonna get anywhere because both of those like it's the end of the world and it's nothing positions don't allow us to do anything going forward because if it's nothing then we keep having these situations where we keep having the fucking rolling lockdowns and if it's everything is fucking you know everything is ending we have you know and I think you I think you traced. Don't, don't let me put words in your mouth I think you've had this take on it as well before where it's just like you can't fucking I, I like there you know like even to Mike's thing it's just like there, there's there has to there, there there has to be some adjustments and compromises made. But
2: yeah, and it's I, I'm, I'm, I think it's I, I something I that I think it's something that we you know that that we struggle with, probably more so in a rural area because yeah, the overwhelming opinion um, tends to side with the way that the campsite's being run and. You know, it, and and I don't, like I said, I don't like throwing it under the bus because it's a well managed site. Um, as long as the guy that owns it keeps it going, which I mean, he is, he is up there in age, but he's not slowing down. Um, it's a well managed site. He does follow the rules and he follows them very well. There's obviously a few that he, um, that he's not going to be, uh, taking as seriously, like, you know, making his, 84-year-old wife wear a mask her entire shift, um, whether it's because the mask is ineffective in the environment that they're in, whether it's because um, he values her personality and you know, kind of the issues we were talking about before where you can kind of hide behind it, you can kind of be socially distant, um perhaps unintentionally, I don't know. I don't know what his uh, his motivating factor is for that. Maybe it's her decision. Maybe it has nothing to do with him. But at the same token, I mean, this guy, part of his job, so one of the things at a campsite, and this is it's it's culturally odd to me because I haven't been raised with it, but for people who camp, it's just normal. Um, people actually who own campers, it's normal. And that's the idea that you know, your camper just holds all of your waste as you're driving around yep. and it's no different at a campsite. Um, I, am sure some of them actually have some type of like septic or sewer, uh, system that they go into. But at this one, a, a guy actually has to come around and vacuum pump it out. <laughs> it's a kind of an odd experience because especially when it's 95 degrees on a Saturday, and an 84-year-old man is pumping waste out of your camper. But then it's like, well, oh, hell, this guy's an ox. He's doing this, it's 95 degrees out. He's doing it at an age. I, I I would be, I wouldn't have the energy to do it at my current age. And maybe, maybe he's got some much bigger things to worry about in his life. Then whether or not he wears a mask. I mean, it's a pretty dirty job. <laughs> it seems like it comes with a lot of hazards. In fact, I would say a lot of the things that he does come with a lot of hazards. Maybe those hazards aren't ne- necessarily an infectious disease, but it's kind of like that, like we've talked about the uh, that, like the unisex bathrooms, I think we've talked about that here and I, I worked with a woman and she said she would never eat at a restaurant where she had to share a bathroom with a man it was her just how she feels
0: and i get it i think it's probably not as rare as you might think i guess right
1: i i, I get i get it ask the kid, you know and again i understand that it's not necessarily the same thing
0: so
2: at the same point like this guy's 85 years old 84 i'm getting his Age mixed up, obviously, but uh, he's lived this many years and he's probably seen a lot of death in his life. Unless the people coming up to him are bleeding out of their eyes and coughing up blood. How is he going to ever perceive this as the threat that it's being treated as, you know? by you know our politicians i should say for lack of better words how could he ever do that i don't know how can we expect certain people to ever really truly believe that and i'm 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 certain he wears a mask when he goes to the store because he's going to play the same game as me he's going to be like i don't i'm not going to stir any shit with my with my village but at the same token he has his own village, <laughs> right? <laughs> and at his own village, it's his own, in a lot of ways. Um, it's historically been his own rules. It's had to be the enforcer. He's had to make those rules.
1: So, yeah, I, that's, I, I, th- I think we need to make our own village inside that village.
2: It's, it's not, I'll tell you, it's not terrible. Um, one thing that's interesting and I don't maybe this is just being a bad human. Maybe it's just amazing, is uh burning garbage.
1: Do you burn garbage at your place, Gunner? Um, no. I mean no. not yet. I, I actually yeah, that's when the shop goes in, I'm doing the incinerator here, but it's like the low oxygen one, so it does uh wood gas and it doesn't make all that toxic shit.
2: Yeah. Cause like, um, if, like, if you ever go camping, real camping, because what I'm describing is camper yep. uh, campsite camping, which is kind of like, like summer camp without any actual camp activities. It's a very, um, it's a very normal way of life. There's only a few things that are, that are different, like the size of your home <laughs> and the fact that your toilet doesn't really flush. Um,
0: But it's not like a deep, like a deep, deep camp, right? Like
2: exactly. But a lot of people do and they really enjoy it. So, you know, you'll have people that will, um, they'll have all their camping gear. They'll set up a tent. um, And they'll do most of their stuff, um, you know, in the woods, in their campsite. And it is a different way of life. Um, One thing that is, is kind of weird in a village or a city but it's completely normal at a camp is that you always pee outdoors. Right. And it's, it's not that weird. You see a little kid peeing on a tree. you like people like have like little lawn ornaments where a little kid pees on a tree. It's kind of accepted, but if you get out of a bar (laughs) and, and you come out of the bar and you pee on a tree, then you get in trouble. So it's not socially normal, but it is depending on your age right it's cute if you're a kid and if you're an adult it's um it's just being indecent but you know when you're camping that stuff's acceptable but there's other stuff too and one of them that i i i find to be particularly interesting is burning your trash i find it very interesting because anyone that camps they want to leave with as little garbage as possible um You know, it's like when you go to the beach and it says, please only leave your footprints, right? When you leave this campsite, you don't really want to leave anything behind. So you burn everything. I mean, everything. Um, Anything that you can burn goes into the campfire and then you just leave with as, as little trash as possible. And man, it's very intriguing to me because it's like you can live a week of your life and leave with less than one garbage bag. Meanwhile at home, the same family might produce four or five. And those four or five garbage bags sit in a landfill.
0: What are your thoughts on
2: that? Your thoughts on burning garbage?
0: I'd say it can't be great. Especially if you're burning plastics and stuff, that like that could be a detriment not only to the environment, but like to yourself. Yeah. I mean those like chemicals and shit. Probably not the greatest of things.
1: I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how we compare it. Like farm life is its own thing. Like, I mean, we have, a we, we do have a lot of, I don't know how to say Like, we don't, we barely fill our can every weeks, but mean like a lot of, you know, like we, we compost because, you know, and it helps when you have numerous, uh, Bur- burbs out back that will eat everything that, like, if it's an organic material, you know, if it's organic, mm-hmm. they're going to eat it regardless. So it's like, it's like any food waste or whatever just goes out to them. But yeah, yeah, It it's, my grandfather always would do that instead of, you know, like, I mean, like it was, it was very rare for him to take, like, actually just have to take a trip to the dump.
2: I, I realized that on mass, it becomes a, a problem with the environment, and it's I get that, that well, but it's, it's only a problem with the, the environment because we can't really trap the fumes, right?
1: Well, it, it, it's it's also, you have to burn it in a very specific way to minimize, hmm. you know, like, and again, there's other, there's, you know, we get, we get picky, like plastics, the whole, the whole use of petrochemicals in most consumer Items really kind of fucks us on.
2: You get burned A too, bajillion though. levels. When you go camping, that um, all gets burned.
1: Like it, no, it, it, burn, it, it burns just, real good.
2: Nobody, nobody, nobody at a campsite stops and says, "Don't burn that little plastic cup."
1: Yep. Now no, it could be it, argued
2: that you shouldn't bring them. Right? It should be argued that that you should bring cups like like some some tin mugs that you can just rinse out and then reuse. And most. Most hardcore campers do that, but you know, let's say you're camping and you're hosting some other campers. Usually, you'll have some disposable plates or disposable cups because you're trying to host and you're trying to feed. And because of that, you use disposables just like you would for a birthday party or something like that. Um, they all get burned. They burn fantastic too. They actually do a good job of starting the fire. But it's an odd. To me, it's an odd thing. It's like I could live my entire life like I'm camping and just have less bags of trash it might be worse for the environment but you know it's i guess i guess in both senses it's such a small reduction in waste right like (laughs) my one family not producing trash bags versus my one family um polluting the air they're both
1: bad yeah no and, and i i i think that it's actually you know because the thing is is that we how'd you put it Maybe the root topic of all of these, the the root thing that relates all of these topics tonight, is that we're real like human beings are really shit at evaluating cost of things properly.
0: Like, Uh, are are we really shit though? Like, compared to what uh, we're the only we don't have anything else to compare against, right?
1: No, well, when I, I, how do you put? Well, I, I, you could argue that like there's an there's a certain demonstrated calculate um what the frick was it like there there there's there's actually um discussions in bio biological science right now that one of the reasons that predator like predatory animals have such larger brains relative to prey animals like you know it's always one of these it's always one of these questions that come up because on average predators have larger brains than prey and their their ecosystem niche well it's because
0: I mean meat is a significantly more efficient source of energy you only need a little bit of it to get you know there is
1: that but one of the things that they've talked about is that one of the things that's coming up right now is that there's this extra um, neural density that they really hadn't been able to ascribe to a functional perspective yet. I.e., you know, like there's there's areas of this brain that show that there's complicated stuff going on, but they didn't under, really understand what the complicated stuff is. And one of the things that they're kind of going to now is that effectively, like your mega your megafauna predators, like lions and tigers and stuff like that.
0: Oh my! Because your apex predators?
1: Uh, well, no! Because well, you say apex because like wolves. Wolves will actually overhunt, and one of the things that they talk about is that wolves will overhunt because they're deliberately being assholes and they're trying to like put selection pressure against non-wolves in their prey in their in their territory. So if they make prey if they make prey more difficult, and their, because their roving range is bigger than other predators, sure they'll affect they'll effectively <laughs> fuck up the environment <laughs> to get rid of their competition.
2: Sorry, I didn't mean to make him laugh over you. No,
1: it's all good. I, I'm not watching I'm not watching the Discord video, so I was
2: camera competitioning
1: with him and it made him laugh. Ah, I'm sorry. I, I see. I see. <laughs> I see. He says But line Well, you know, ele, elephant elephants can just be assholes, but smart. Oh ele, ele, actually what, what what the whole thing True. was like what didn't you see the video of the one the elephant like fucking making fun of the guy because he said his hat was stupid? Oh no, i did not like see there's this. there's a vid- there's a video of an elephant because the guy's hat was too small and the elephant just comes over grabs it puts it on his head as the equivalent of like look at me i'm a big dumb human with a tiny hit with a big head and a tiny hat and then puts it back on the guy and just like fucking does the ha- does the hand with the trunk and walks off it's 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 hilarious but you know, and again, there's the, the, yeah, this idea of calculus, but like one of the things they talk about is that like effectively lions and tigers, like why their brains are so big is because it's them figuring out, OK, how do I fuck up? How do I not fuck up this sweet deal I have? Mm. Like, I don't have to do any work. You know, if the nope. dude's like, I don't have to do any work. I just got to make sure that Could my wife gets me and dinner.
2: To that point, ele- you know, because I use elephants as an example, their food is actually um, it's. it's very difficult to obtain as well um i think a lot of those um uh uh, herbivores that have to cover a large a large distance because they eat a lot of foliage they actually have to have really really good um skills about judgment yeah and planning and yeah um but it's 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 a similar problem that you're describing i think it's just not live prey it's I mean it's plants, but right. it's just it's it's a similar struggle that they have where they have to plan it out um, and make sure
1: that there's enough. Um, it, is, is it one of these things where effectively civilization has made it made it too good for the machinery <laughs> that we've given. Yeah,
2: it's like if you allowed the <laughs> elephants, if you allowed the elephants to start to start planting the plants, like if they just got smart enough and they're like, Hey, you know what? We found out how to make this more lush next year. And then all of a sudden, like there's just fucking plants everywhere. And it's like and these and elephants, and elephants are, would... they've just taken over They're They are they, they were smart, but now they're fucked up because now they're they killing diabetes. off other species and they have they've, diabetes <laughs> and, 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 and they start making and they, sugar Trump cake. <laughs> they find out how to make donuts. I'll just eat donuts. They're on, they're, they're, they're on trunk book. Speaking of having it too good, um, still camp related. Uh, one gem that I've kind of stumbled across at camp. Um, I don't. Did I don't. Did we talk about this in previous weeks So the Atari. Yes. Yes. Oh, you you soldered it and got it working. Fuck.
1: No, 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 no. Well, no, you were. We talked about the new Atari, but like Jen's quest to find one, and how much of a fucking pain in the balls it was to get this to work with anything.
2: Yeah. But if I already told you, then let's still talk about it.
0: I'm I'm telling you to talk about it right now.
2: Okay, fine. We're talking about it. So, um, you know, one, one question that was posed was, you know, why don't you just get a Nintendo Wii mod it and then put all of your Atari games on it?
1: It doesn't have that freaking like horribly uncomfortable joystick. Correct. That makes the experience. Like that, that, that creak that, that creak that an Atari stick makes is the entire, like, this is, this is, this is a time machine that transports you to my, my entertainment threshold has been drastically lowered. It's weird. It's, I mean, can you
2: imagine if somebody was like, hey, you know, you can watch that same TV show, but you can watch it in much worse quality. You're like you know I I want to do that
1: I want this that's movie the on only VHL. way I want
2: to do it only want to do it in the worst of qualities that's what it's like plugging in an Atari in 2020 very yeah, odd
0: well I think it's a nostalgia thing right
2: yeah um, it's also a little bit more rewarding because these cartridges are so old and corroded that like you have about a one in 10 chance of them even working. So it's almost like a game. Like, and we get, do you think Frogger will work this time that we turned the machine on? No, it didn't. Okay, let's take it out, do some odd ritual that tells us that we're going to change the behavior of the machine and then do the same thing all over again and then see if Frogger comes on. And then maybe like after 99 tries, Frogger comes on and it's like, nobody touched the fucking Atari.
1: Do you even, have? Don't even like just tiptoe if you're got to move past it. Do you, Do you have any of the the bootleg Atari games, like the unlicensed, no. unauthorized cartridges? X Man. No. Um, oh so, God.
2: So X Man, which is such an interesting game, hmm. um, and I'm so glad that you mentioned it. X Man is a, an Atari game uh, that I found in my father's drawer when I was younger, and it's a porno Atari game which i had not known such a thing existed <laughs> until i opened that drawer um and it was like i mean it's exactly as like you would picture porno atari game being it's kind of like like you play like like berserk or something and you're like how could that even it, you could be barely even make out that it's supposed to be like a like a humanoid robot or whatever berserk's supposed to be it's the same thing. It's like you could barely make out that this is supposed to be like like a naked lady. And um the gameplay was really bad on that, but I think that might qualify, Gunner. That might qualify as a uh as a bootleg, although it might have been licensed for all I know. And with that Custer's, game
1: Custer's Revenge. It's one called Lester's Revenge. Custers. There Custer's. is an Atari game where you play as it's, it wasn't licensed but there's an Atari game where you play as General Custer mm-hmm. who has to get his revenge by going around and raping native women he is oh, naked, wow. and he, has, he has he has a boner mm-hmm. and he is just attacking <laughs> he's attacking native women to get his uh, as it is stated Custer's revenge
2: wow yeah with X-Man um so it's still around I, I apparently gave it to one of my friends, and he's the one that I got the Atari, his Atari from, and uh, actually had to do some soldering to get it working. And he had X man still. It was, it had fo- like the cartridge had snapped in half, and the game was like the 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 microchip or whatever is just floating around inside the box of games, but it does still exist. And with that one, like you just looked like a stick figure, except it looked like you had an extra leg poking straight out, which wasn't a leg. <laughs> And all of the things that y- and you-, you wanted to get to the center of a maze. Um, and when you got to the center of the maze, then you got to get to the bonus challenge. But all of the things that were coming after you with that extra, the extra um, stick, the extra limb coming out of your body, they all were trying to nip it.
0: Like mm-hmm. Trying they to chop it. off.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so you had to run from like scissors and bear then traps. some like, yep. Like the, yeah, the choppy, chomp, bear trap things. And then once you got to the design. center, there was like a full screen, super pixelated, but a full screen um, um, woman and she'd be in, you know, a, a, a certain position um, and they changed depending on the, the, the level that you were on. And you just had to make sure that she had an orgasm before the timer was done counting down. And to give her an orgasm, you just had to move the controller back and forth. <laughs> really, really, really fast that was x man, but I don't know if that counts as a bootleg. I know there are some really interesting ones for like Nintendo, like bible some of the Bible games and stuff like that
0: oh yeah, 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 stuff that was put off uh, I forget the publisher's name, but you had like a rainbow on it and a and a b or something like that.
2: I like it though I like the n- i like the old console I think that it uh feels more in place at a spot where you burn your garbage. A modded Wii would.
0: Hmm.
1: So I guess the real question is, I mean, look, like you have home electric. So do you really go high tech and you have the solar panel outside your place running the Atari?
2: Yeah, actually, um, it's interesting that you mentioned solar because the, electric, the the electric grid up there is pretty weak. So like you're not supposed to run air conditioning and stuff like that because um, it'll blow the, it'll, it'll trip the breakers that the campers are all plugged into. So uh, I actually went through and I replaced all the old incandescent light bulbs with, uh, with LED bulbs because they draw like a one tenth less than one-tenth the amount of electricity for the same brightness. So we did go around and re- we replaced all of those because <laughs> when we'd run the microwave, it would take like like, like three minutes to heat up the slice of pizza. <laughs> it would take forever. Yeah, and I can't tell if Wade's eyes are because his camera just randomly zoomed in on his face or if yeah. it's because he was thinking about three-minute pizza.
0: When you said it took three minutes to – uh Warm a slice of pizza, and as it started to zoom in my face uncontrollably, the theme music from, um, <laughs> oh, what's that HBO uh, comedy that uh, the guy that wrote Seinfeld was in? Uh, curb Your Enthusiasm? Cur- the Kirby Enthusiasm theme music just popped <laughs> in my head. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought it'd make a good meme.
1: So, I guess the really the, the most relevant question is how far you, over are we right now? Well, would you fire into the air or would you fire at the guy and the duel? Yeah.
0: I'd fire into this episode cuz it's time for me to kill it cuz we it's are out of time. And grill it. <laughs> We're at Burn the minute hour and 9 minute, minute mark, which means I've about to turn into a pumpkin. Um pumpkin or a blumpkin? Well, hopefully a blumpkin, but probably a pumpkin.
2: So those of you still stuck at home, don't go out much. Maybe you have extra time to listen to a podcast. Maybe you're listening to this right now in your spare time, but maybe you know someone else. A friend, a relative. Person you used to hurt. Or in Wade's case, a cat that just wants to listen in.
0: Yeah. Uh, there she goes. I suggest you <laughs> share this podcast with them. I also go suggest that you,
2: <laughs> that you ask, That you ask for some topics because we would we'd be happy to dive into some topics it would be great controversial ones
0: you can even come on and talk about topics if you want controversial ones as well just fun fun. ones just really fun ones like the topic about
2: about like the worst tasting little white thing you get in the back of your throat
1: that could be a topic it would be a short one though Uh, uh, yeah because the correct answer is tonsil stone gross Air. It her. smells
2: like butt, and it came out
0: of your mouth. Ugh, that's rough. Well, with that, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll catch you later. Gunner, take us on out. Ride the snake.
1: Ride the snake.